get right into our lesson for today. We are, this is the title of our lesson, Does God Speak to Us? And spoiler alert, the answer is yes. Good job. I'm, I'm glad no one was like, I don't know, does it? Um, but we are going to dig into this. And, and so why, what's the point of this lesson? Um, you know, if you are like me, which is just a normal human being trying to live a life of discipleship, trying to understand kingdom life, there are times when maybe you don't feel this amazing, intimate, close connection with God. Maybe, if you're like me, there are times when it's like your prayers just kind of like, they have a, like a, they're muffled, like there's something in between your prayers and God's ears. Or, you're listening and you're not hearing anything from God. And you're like, you're, you ask our, we ask ourselves this question, like, does God speak to us? Because we read the Old Testament, and you're like, man, I want a burning bush. I want a pillar of fire and, a, and you know, a pillar of smoke. I want a man who's been ordained by God to come up to me and says, I have a message from God to you. And here's exactly what he says. In no unclear terms, this is exactly what God wants for your life. I want that. Or I read in the New Testament, and I'm like, man, if I had a guy doing miracles in front of me and then saying, here's what God wants from you, it would be easy to believe. I wouldn't struggle with doubt. I would know, all right, it's clear. There's no gray area. But if I'm being honest, am I allowed to be honest? Okay. If I'm being honest, there's a times where I don't feel that. I don't feel that it, like the communication between me and God is crystal clear. And I know that's probably not... If, if I went to school to be a minister, they probably would say, don't say that in front of your church. But, but in this day and age, where we are, does God speak to us? And if so, how? Well, that's what we're going to look at today. So when I'm feeling these things, this, is, this whole lesson is really just me sharing with you how I get out of that funk. Like, how do I remind myself, yes, God is talking to me? And, how, and where can I go to listen? We're going to look in the book of Hebrews. So just open up Hebrews chapter 1. And this is how the book of Hebrews starts. Hebrews, you're going to hear me say a couple things over and over again. Um, you're going to hear me refer to the Hebrew writer. And it's because we don't really know who wrote the book of Hebrews. Some people say it's Paul. It's probably not Paul. Some people say Apollos, maybe. Some people say it could be uh, Priscilla or Aquila, um, which would be cool. It might, literally, it might be written by a woman. We just don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. And so, but it's written to a group of people who were Jewish, became Christians, and now they're trying to decide, like, I don't know if I still want to do this anymore. And one of the things they struggled with was, how do we know? Because you've just asked these people to come out of the temple sacrifice. You don't have to listen to the priests. And you don't have to offer sacrifices. And so now there's this big ambiguity. Well, then how do we know 
how do we know if we're doing what's right? Or how do we know God's will for our lives? And what, what should we be looking for? We're going to look at uh, a few verses in Hebrews. But this is how the book of Hebrews starts. Hebrews 1.1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. Hebrews starts right off by saying, God speaks to us through lots of different ways. And we're going to look at four of the ways the Hebrew writer is reminding those people. He's like, hey guys, God is still speaking to us, and I'm going to tell you, here's the the four ways that God speaks to us as the Hebrew writer uh, outlines. And we're going to jump right into the first one. It is the words of Jesus. So I got four points for four different ways that God speaks to us, okay? So if you're in Hebrews 1.1, this is how it starts. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. And so very simply, the Hebrew writers are saying, hey, God speaks through Jesus. Now, it's crazy to think that this letter could be, could be being read by people who actually heard Jesus talk. That's not out of the realm of possibility that someone reading this can remember back to, I was there when he fed the 5,000. Or I was there uh, at, the, at Pentecost. Or I saw him crucified. Like, that's completely feasible. We just don't know. But... The Hebrew writer says, you're wondering how God talks to us? Jesus. The words of Jesus. God spoke to the world through Jesus. And Jesus says this. If you look in John 8, I love this. This is hilarious. Jesus is like, I have much to say in judgment of you. 8.26. But he who sent me is trustworthy, and what I have heard from him I tell the world. This is like Jesus, Jesus multiple times says, yeah, I'm not here to judge the world. But this is the part where he's like, I have a lot to say, (laughs) but I'm going to keep that to myself. I got better things to do, like die for your sins. I have much to say in judgment of you, but no, (laughs) he takes a step back. I digress. He who sent me is trustworthy. What I have heard from him, I tell the world. And Jesus says multiple times. Like, the words that I'm saying, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm getting it directly from God. So, what are some examples, and what can, what can that mean for us? Well, sometimes Jesus needs to remind us of some things. Like, we, we studied this out, this parable of the sower. Just snippet in Mark 4, 19. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Jesus said that. And Jesus said, I'm just saying the things God told me to say. And so sometimes we need to be reminded that maybe we're chasing the wrong thing in life. Maybe we're chasing dangerous things in life. And Jesus addressed that. That's awesome. Sometimes we need a word of encouragement. Like in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, 
For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I love that scripture. And sometimes I need that scripture. I need to be reminded of that scripture. Jesus said that. Those are the words of Jesus. I'm going to end each one of these points with a statement that goes something like this. When you read the words of Jesus, God is speaking to you. Now, he's not, he may not be speaking directly to you through that word, but, but this is how God communicates with humanity. One, the words of Jesus. Well, where do we find the words of Jesus? We find them in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I have talked to several people, like really smart Bible people, and I'll be like, hey, what are, you, what are you studying? And they'll be like, oh, I've been spending the last year and a half in the Minor Prophets. And there's nothing wrong with that. The Minor Prophets are awesome. But guys, read the Gospels. Go back to the words of Jesus. What's amazing is when you find, when you read the words of Jesus, and you start to see, oh my gosh, the Minor Prophets are in Jesus' words also. The Major Prophets. The Torah. Like, this is, this is Jesus as, we're going to get to that in a little bit, the Word of God. But we have to be, we have to be going back to the Gospels, reading the words of Jesus. Because when you read the words of Jesus, God is speaking to you. We need a steady diet of Jesus' teaching. So I would strongly encourage you, if you're studying out something in the Old Testament, that's awesome. Keep doing that. Mix in a little bit of the Gospels. Amen? You'll find that when I preach, I like to mix in a lot of verses, but I almost always try to use the words of Jesus. And so, point number one, God talks to us through Jesus. Number two, how does God talk to us? Through the Holy Spirit. And, and this, is, uh, this is a complicated point. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it in just a few minutes. But we're going to have a midweek lesson in a little bit about just the Holy Spirit. And even that's not going to do it justice. If you've ever read The Spirit uh, by Dave Jacoby, it's a good book. Even that, he admits, this is not, this scratches the surface. And there, honestly, guys, there's things about the Holy Spirit we might not really get until we see God face to face in heaven. The Holy Spirit is a part of the nature of God and yet also distinct from God. Well, that's confusing. Yep, you're just going to have to embrace the confusion that comes with understanding the Holy Spirit. It's the part of God that Jesus promised. Jesus was with his disciples. He like walked with them, slept with them, like talked to them, like ate together. They, like, they were always together. And Jesus was like, I'm going to go and God's going to send something that can be just like this for everybody. The way we were, God's going to send someone that can be even closer than I was to you. Like, that's amazing. And Jesus promised that. Well, in the book of Hebrews, the Hebrew writer definitely mentions the Holy Spirit as a way that God communicates with us. Hebrews 3, 7 and 8, So, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And in Hebrews 10, 15, and 16, the Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them. 
The Hebrew writer wants to remind people about the Holy Spirit as a part of God that is communicating with us. The Hebrew writer says we should be listening to the Spirit. It is working, it is talking, it is connecting us to God. And the crazy thing is, you know, we have to be careful because you're like, I'm not sure how to listen to the Spirit. That's a deep question. Here's something that I just want to touch on in this lesson. Both of these instances where the Hebrew writer credits something to the Holy Spirit, he's actually quoting the Bible. The first instance, he says, the Holy Spirit said this, and then he quotes Psalms. And then the second time, he says, the Holy Spirit also says this, and he quotes Jeremiah. Now, that's not something I necessarily would think of or, or think to do. But the Hebrew writer is like, you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Here's, here's the way I put this. The Hebrew writer is finding and recognizing the Holy Spirit working in the scriptures. He says, you know, when I read this, this was the, the Spirit of God communicating to me. We have to be super careful Does the Holy Spirit communicate to me individually? I believe yes. He communicates to you individually. He communicates to people collectively. He, but we have to be careful. We don't turn the Holy Spirit into a feeling or some disembodied voice. We can ignore the thousands of years that the Holy Spirit was inspiring the biblical writers. Here's a crazy story. We were studying the Bible with a guy who, he just kind of appeared at, um, we were at EMU in Ypsilanti, and we're having a Bible talk in the, just out in the open, and he just showed up and sat down. And we're like, oh, hey. And then afterwards, he just got up and left. He's a cool guy, cool guy. Um, And then, and that happened for like a year. He would just walk in, see us, and he would come and sit down, and then he'd get up and leave. And we, we started inviting him out to stuff and, like, trying to pull him in a little bit more. And uh, who knows? Maybe he, he'll be watching this at some point. But uh, when we finally started studying the Bible, he was very honest and open about some mental health challenges. And one of them was he was diagnosed with auditory hallucinations. He heard voices all the time. And, and he even said, like, I don't know. They t- like, I hear voices that tell me they're angels. And I hear voices that tell me they're demons. And I, I want to, I you know, say that God told me this, but I don't know. And man, I had another brother there who actually also had a lot of history with this, and he was the greatest. He was like, okay, first off, put zero stock in anything you hear. Like, you have auditory hallucinations, you can't trust anything anymore. Unless you see, unless you see someone's mouth moving and you can touch them, like, don't listen to the voices. Because we were studying the Bible, and I was like, so do you hear voices, like, right now? He's like, I just heard, yeah. I was like, what did they say? He's like, do you really want me to tell you? I was like, yeah. He said, it actually told me to kill that person. And I'm like, what do I do with that? That's heavy stuff. We're sitting at the bookstore of the, of the college. 
And so what we said was, okay, whenever you feel like you are hearing the voice of God, you need to go to someone else. And you need to go and talk to someone about it. And, and even like, let's go to the scriptures. Like you need to, you can't just like hear something and say, God told me this. Because you, you can't trust the things that you hear. It was, a, it was a crazy experience. He persevered through that and he became your brother in Christ and he was an awesome guy. But it is, a, it is a tricky topic when we're just talking about the Holy Spirit as like this voice we hear. Uh, but does that mean the Holy Spirit is not, is not real and working in us? He's definitely working in us. I'm just going to encourage us to, when we feel the Holy Spirit, to like talk about it. But I don't want to take that away from that that is a way that God communicates with us. Like, I want to be deadly serious about this. When you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit, God is speaking to you. How does God talk to us? Through the words of Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Two down, two more to go. Number three. This is a tricky one too. The Word. What is the Word? Okay. Well, the Word is the logos in the Greek. It is the information about God. You might be like, well, I was taught the, 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 the Word is the Bible. We're going to try to approach that. This is what Hebrews 4 says, starting in verse 12. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. We, we just had a Bible study on Thursday, uh, me and Dave, and we were reading this scripture and talking about what is the word of God? And what does it mean that it's alive? What does it mean that it's active? It's like stabbing us. It's like dividing. It's judging. Like, what does that mean? The logos. Remember how we said God talks to us through Jesus? Well, in John, Jesus is called the word, the logos. And you're going to see some overlap here. The logos the divine information about the character, nature, and heart of the creator of the universe. And again, this is also mysterious. We're always going to want to reduce it and just like the book, like this is the word of God. It's not that simple. It's bigger than the book, and yet it's found in the book. It's not the book, but it's in the book. I wish I, could, I wish I could make it simpler for you, but there's this mystery around the word of God that is almost irreducible. We can't boil it down and just say, as much as I want to say the Bible's the word of God, there's, there's so much more to the word of God. That the word of God was around before the Bible was written. And man, that might, that might boggle your mind. You might be like, oh, that's dangerous. It is dangerous. It's a little dangerous. But I want to dig in. Here's what, the, here's what the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews 12. Have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves 
and he chastens everyone who he accepts as his son. And again, this is a perfect example of the Hebrew writer. He's trying to connect people to God, and what does he do? He quotes Old Testament scripture again. This is Proverbs 3, found in Hebrews. Is the word of God the Bible? Again, I don't want to make it like overly simplistic, but in the scriptures we find the word of God. And so I'm going to sum this up. When, when you feel convicted by the Bible, if you're reading the Bible and you feel like, man, that just spoke to my soul, it's not because, you know, just because the translators did a good job or you're just feeling sensitive that day. Guys, you have to understand that God is speaking to you. We can have an encounter with God, the creator of the universe, when we read our Bible. Is it because of, you know, is it because of the, the words on the page? Is it because of my nice cup of tea that I have? I don't really like tea, but like, is it the setting and do I have the aromatherapy and I do I like... That's not it. It's, you're having a supernatural encounter because God does speak through his word, which we have in the scriptures. So that's three. The words of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the word of God. And we got one more that the Hebrew writer talks about. God talks to us through other people, spiritual people. I'm going to say that. Strong spiritual people. Over and over again. In the, in the book of Hebrews, I love this. This is what he says in Hebrews 13. He says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And I hope what you're seeing is, man, there's a lot of overlap. Like the leaders or the strong spiritual people, they're speaking the word of God the word of God is through the Bible, the words of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like it's making a, a, a mesh or a net of, of ways that God is trying to communicate to us. And my answer to that is exactly, like you're getting it, that it's not just one simple way, it's a web of ways. Like, like Hebrews started, various ways. So people in your life speak the word of God. And leaders is not like appointed anybody. I would say a leader is any strong spiritual people. So here's a, here's a group of questions. Who has faith that you want to imitate? Think about this. Who has a peace and a joy in their life that you would like in your life? Who has weathered storms and faced trials in a way that is worthy of respect? Who has served others joyfully and tirelessly? Who has been steady, stable, and persistent in their commitments? Those people should get honor and respect for the things that they are trying to sow into your life. Those people's advice, those people's insights, those people's warnings should carry weight in our lives. And I think about 
I think about you guys. I think about people that I know from Detroit and Ann Arbor and, and other ministers that I know that I'm just like, man, I hear about the stuff they've gone through and they've, and they've like persevered. And I'm blown away. I'm like, man, I want your faith. But do we, when those people, when people, strong spiritual people in our lives talk to us, do we see it as God speaking to us? And so here's my, here's my last little sentence. When, when strong spiritual people set an example for you, God is speaking to you. The four things, God speaks to us through the words of Jesus, God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, God speaks to us through the Word of God, and God speaks to us through spiritual people. God is still speaking to us through various ways, just like the Hebrew writer wrote Hebrews 1.1. I want you to think about all four of those things, maybe, maybe this week, maybe in conversations, I want you to remember in your past, when you heard God speak through each one of those things. Like, go down the list. Man, when was the time I read the Gospels and I felt God is talking to me right now? Maybe it was one of the parables. Maybe it was where Jesus is, like, rebuking people. Or maybe it's a word of encouragement. But I want you to remember a time where you, you know God was speaking to me through the words of Jesus. I want you to think of a time where God was speaking to you through the Holy Spirit whether that's the Holy Spirit just in you or in the scriptures. I also want you to think of a time where God was speaking to you through the word of God, through either the scriptures, uh, Old Testament or New Testament. I want you to think of a time where God was speaking to you through another person, where the thing that they were putting out into your life, you're like, that is, that's not just... That's not just Steve. That's, that's God talking to me right now. And I want us to know that God still speaks to us through various ways. The, the Bible, and I want us to respect the Bible, the Bible is not just one of the ways God speaks to us. The Bible is actually a collection of all the ways that God speaks to us. That's what makes it so cool. It's so rich, multifaceted. And, it's, and you're going to see God speak to you in ways uh, outside the Bible, through, through people and through the Holy Spirit, but I don't want that to take away from the Bible either. And so, we're going to take communion. I'm just going to say the four things again. This is in the book of Hebrews. The Hebrew writer wants us to remember four ways that God is still speaking to us. When we are feeling like my prayers aren't going anywhere and I'm listening and I don't hear anything, these are the four things I have to remind myself of to understand that, yes, God is still very much communicating with me. They are. God speaks through the words of Jesus. God is communicating through his Holy Spirit. God talks through the word of God, the logos. And God is speaking to me through spiritual, strong spiritual people in my life. 